Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Early Birds Podcast. It is 6.21 in the morning, and I have a very, very good friend, mentor, overall, just incredible human being, Justin Ford here today. How are you, sir? Early bird, baby. Yeah, the early bird, indeed. <laughs> How's the morning already been going? So far, so good. Yes, sir. So you and I have been connecting now for uh, almost coming up on a year. I'm a, yeah, just about a year. Yeah, Pretty crazy. Yeah, it is we've crazy. We've grown through our journey, and I think yep. uh, there's a lot of things you and I have in common, yep. but the biggest thing for me has a lot to do with just our growth, yep. um, our ability to propel forward, and Absolutely. our sheer will and our mindset. Yeah. So the Early Birds podcast, Justin, what we're about is, is very simple here. Yeah. It's about just starting your day, getting going. We're yep. trying to give others permission to do the same thing that we do. We're no better than anybody else. Right. We're just willing to put in the effort. Yep. So for you, where I want to start, your mindset, yeah, your sheer will, yep. your absolute drive, yeah. you own every minute. That's what you said before we walked in here. <laughs> where on earth did that come from? You know, I think that for me, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot in my life. You obviously know my story. Mm-hmm. And I think that once, you, once you're at the rock bottom place where, where all you can go is up, you know, I think that you learn the importance of, of, of not leaving anything on the table. Right. When you've been given a second chance in life. Right. To be able to go all in and really own every moment and just never quit, because I made a decision a long time ago that quitting was never an option. And so for me, it's always just like, you know, I'm in one direction and that's go. You know, what's crazy. So for those of you that that don't know Justin Ford, uh, what you see in front of you today is not the man (laughs) that you've always seen. Is that true? It's true. So in in a nutshell, if you can let our viewers know here, just in a nutshell, you talked about changing your life. What path were you on? You know, as a as a teenager, I was down a path that, uh, you know, a lot of teenagers maybe dabble in, you know, started using drugs at a young age, drinking, you know, and it wasn't like I was all out binging at a young age. It was just that that peer pressure. Well, what I found was is that it ended up taking me down a pretty dark path, uh, acquired eight misdemeanors and a felony uh, all within uh, two years, dropped out of high school, overdosed, almost died, got beat up by the police, got a girl pregnant. And uh, by the time I was 19, you know, I had been arrested 13 times, was living in a homeless shelter, and my whole life had kind of spun out of control. And what was crazy about that was, is that was never the path. I don't think anybody chooses that path, right? But a few decisions led to a few more decisions, which then led to a lot of bad decisions, which caused me to be kind of at that rock bottom place. Uh, at 19, when I went into that uh, that faith-based homeless shelter, I was 19 years old. I had just violated probation on f- in, in four different cities, and I was I was really potentially looking at going away for a long time. Uh, but in that homeless shelter is where you know I became a Christian. You know, found my relationship with Jesus, and I just prayed and I said, God, if you'll give me a second chance, I'll change. And literally, only had to do a little bit of time. Nothing like I should have done. And from that day forward, I was 19. I'm 21 now. So for the last 20, uh, not uh, 41, I'm so 19, I'm 40. <laughs> uh, for the last 21 years, I have been on this path and this journey, and my life has completely changed. So, and here's what's crazy because I think when people meet you, you know, even me for the first time, I had no idea, right. you know, about your story and where right. you came from. And the part that's fascinating for me is you meet people like this all the time that end up on this path. Yep. And then all of a sudden they have these crossroads. Yep. And then they either get to make the decision of, okay, it's time to change, which yep. is the route you took. Yep. And the other path is obviously the one where people don't change. And that, right. that happens. Yeah. So for you, for, for and I'm talking to young men specifically yeah. for this question Absolutely. here. What, what do you say to somebody? Maybe they haven't found uh, religion, right? right? They haven't found Christianity. They haven't found that. What would you say to them if their path is still lost? How, how do you get in front of a young man like that and say, yeah. listen, I was here. 
you need to you need to shape up. Yeah, I think for me, the thing that I could say is 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 when you're trapped in a moment of time, right? Because that's all we are right now. We're in a moment of time, and a lot of times we can judge this moment by where things will be forever or you know this is kind of where things are like this is our reality forever but what's amazing is we can change a moment of time at any time right you can make a decision right now you might be struggling you might be on drugs you might be drinking you might feel like your life is just kind of at rock bottom we have to make a decision how long do we want to stay at rock bottom how long do we want to stay stuck how long do we want to stay right here because we have the power to choose to make a different decision right now, right? And so I think for somebody that's stuck, they have to realize, you know, this is not forever, right? This is a moment of time and it may feel like forever. And I think this is even kind of, you know, we could go down a whole nother path, but <clears throat> this is why when people commit suicide, I think people commit suicide because they think I'm, I'm trapped here forever. Yeah. Like this is forever when this is really a moment of time, but people want to escape that pain, that suffering, that moment that they're in, not maybe realizing that this isn't forever. And so for the person who's stuck right now, you have to know it's not forever, right? And you have to find something beyond the moment that you can attach yourself to, to cause you to climb out of the moment. Maybe that's a, a, a relationship. Maybe that is God, right? Maybe it's something more than than where you are. Um, but but I always say, don't give up. There's still time. And you know, man, it's it's so powerful because you and I have had you know deep talks like this that I'm, yep. I'm sure the viewers, right, they're yep. not always used to having conversations right. where we've talked about religion. We talk yep. about faith. We talk about things like suicide and things yep. that are, are big. You mental know, especially health. For mental health. Yep. All for of those men. things, yep. And, and for you, the thing that's so interesting to me and the thing I love the most, uh, there's a lot I love, right? But the one thing I always focus on is it's like, look at the journey that you were going to be on, you know, yep. in, in the mugshot picture. Yep. And I've seen it right in the bloody face. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's like you show that to a classroom. OK. Yep. And you're like, here's this person. What right. do you think? What do you think? Who do you think he is today? Right. It, people would go, oh, this guy is a drug dealer. This guy right. is so and so. Or he's dead or, or something. Or he's dead. Yeah. What they don't know is and and you know I'll, I'll, if it's okay i'll talk yeah, about sure. it a little bit what they don't know is your your beautiful family yep. your incredibly supporting wife and on top of that yep you are a grandfather <laughs> yes sir you can call me grandpa justin grandpa justin at 40 years old yep did you ever think you know in your journey that you're about to be a, you know what i'm saying grandfather no. no not at all but you know but when i had my daughter i was 18 years old right and so she'll be 23 this year she's been married now for two years and my grandson is two years old and i always joke and say when i when i thought of being a grandpa one day it wasn't at 40 right this i don't i don't think i fit the profile of grandpa right but it's uh, it's, it's interesting because my grandfather died when i was two or three so i didn't get a chance to have a, a relationship with him you know whereas you know god willing i can have an entire life of being able to impact my grandson and be able to you know make a difference in his life and help him you know by creating a legacy for him and so it's 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 crazy to see where the journey has brought me that's for sure What's been one of the more difficult things? Because, you know, I've gotten to know the family getting closer yep. and closer and closer with everybody, the kids, and they're just so put together. And obviously yep. that has a lot to do with the way you enjoy raising the children, obviously. Yep. 
where does that start? How do you go, okay, I made, here's my mistakes. Right. All right. Yeah. Joy probably made hers too, right? Yep. You guys yep. get together, yep. come up with an idea, and then all of a sudden you're raising these magnificent children that yeah. are that are actually pillars to society. Yeah. Where do you make those changes? How do you even know where to start for yeah. families out there that maybe, hey, they were on a struggle once and now they want to get their life, yeah. their families in order? I think for us, and you know, we were talking about this recently, I look at where my life is and I know that, you know, a lot of times we can you know, try to remove, you know, the spiritual aspect out of it. But for us, that's our foundation, right? You know, our kids love the Lord. They go to church. They're involved with youth group, right? My uh, my two kids, you know, uh, Tierra and Judah, they go to a Christian school, right? So they're they're surrounded by faith on a daily basis. And I think sometimes too, especially for the, the listener or the, you know, those that are watching that don't understand religion, you know, religion is more than just rules that you follow, Right. It's, it's really about tapping into and discovering, you know, um, why we were ultimately created and who is our creator. And when you can discover that and have a relationship, you know, a spiritual relationship that's beyond, you know, our, our, our just us, it changes everything. And so for us, you know, our thing as parents was if we can just raise our kids to love the Lord and to learn what it means to be a Christian. Now, obviously, we can't force that but we can guide them down that path and they've ultimately chosen that path. And so, yes, we're, you know, leading by example because we're not out, you know, getting drunk and we're not out doing those things that maybe we once were. Uh, but the number one thing, and I told my daughter this cause she's 16, she graduates next year. We're looking at colleges for her. And I told her, I said, there's the number one thing that you could have ever done to make me proud is, is by having a relationship with the Lord. I said, there's nothing more that you could do to make me more proud as a parent. And so I, I honestly, you know, it might sound cliche, but for me and Joy, that's our number one thing, right? Was raising them uh, and, and, and to have a relationship with the Lord, to have faith, which I never had growing up, I believe has changed everything for us. And you know, one of the things you said that you've taught me, mm-hmm. and I've, I've kind of shared with you my, my growing up and yep. the culture I'm mm-hmm. from and the way, you know, the way it's been. And, and the thing you said to me, and I'd like you to kind of touch base on this when it sure. comes to, to just religion in general, your yeah. faith. You talked about it's about the journey and the relationship, walking yep. alongside God, walking yep. alongside the Lord. And not like, it's not like, hey, you're being told to do right. X, Y, Z. Can you elaborate on what you mean by walking alongside yeah. in the journey? Because yeah. that, when you explained it to me, it made so much more sense because it's like it's not that I'm being made feel bad right. by you know some some people in my right. my culture and yeah. my Christianity. Yeah. But it's like, hey, if I don't do X, then right. X is happening, and I never enjoyed that. Yeah. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So when Jesus came, you know, and he walked on the earth, you know, he he would have been probably the opposite of what we see religion to be today, right? Because mm-hmm. you have all these religious people who you know, judge the sinner, right? Judge those that are doing this or this or this. But when Jesus was here on earth, he he ate with the sinners, right? He spent time with the tax collectors and back in the day, those were considered like, you know, bad people. He ate with a prostitute. He ate with people who were basically the outcasts that the religious people wanted nothing to do with. And they couldn't even understand how in the world is this guy eating with those people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where religion gets funky because religion is a set of rules or religion is kind of this man-made thing that makes people feel bad if they're not living a certain way, right? Mm. And this is why if, if it was just about following rules, then we would have never needed Jesus, right? Because if Jesus came, he came so you didn't have to 
check all the boxes and live by all the rules because no human being can live by all the rules at any given time. Right. But the relationship is, you know, um, you know, it's 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 like this. Right. If I'm a parent and I have a child. Right. And in a sense, I'm the creator. Right. Because they came through me in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right. That would be like my kid always never living up to my rules or my standards, which then would cause me to not have the love for my child because they never got it right. Right. Whereas relationship is I love you no matter how many times you get it wrong. And I'm still here to help you every single day to get it right and not only help you get it right, but I'm going to walk alongside of you and I'm going to pick you up when you fall down. I'm going to dust you off when you get dirty. Right. And I'm going to love you and, and be there with you regardless of what you go through. That's the difference between relationship and religion. And it's, it's fascinating. The reason I'm smiling is the conviction, you right. know, and it's because it's, this is a belief system for you. This Absolutely. is so ingrained in your soul that yeah. this is a part of who you are, who your family is, what you represent. What do you say to, to young men growing into to their own and yep. trying to find their purpose, whatever yep. their purpose might be, where you're able to hold your ground yep. and you're able to draw that line in the sand, whether yep. it's business, faith, your family, yep. whatever that is, your relationships. Yep. What do you say to young men that are having trouble establishing that line in the sand and not being able to stand for who they truly are? I, have to, I, would, I would ask myself, then, who are you standing for? Mm. Because if you're not standing for who you truly are, you're standing for something else. And if you're standing for something else, it's usually not authentic. A lot of times when we're standing for something else, we're so worried about fitting into a, a culture or a group or we're too worried about what other people think. Whereas for me, I don't care what anybody thinks, right? I know who I am. And when you know who you are, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I think that people need to really discover who they are and be happy with that. I think our generation has an identity crisis. Mm. People are trying to find out who they are or they're not happy with who they are because everything around them is telling them what to be. And because everything around them is telling them what to be and that's not who they are, there's this confusion, right? We see so much of this in our culture today with so many different things. Our culture is a mess right now, right? And there's an identity crisis because people don't know who they are or they're not happy with who they are, right? When when you have to say, you know, um, you know, you look at uh, just so many things, right? The 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 division of religion, the d division between um, race, and all of these things. To to say something's wrong with somebody based on the color of their skin or what they believe or how they were created, whether they were born this way or that way, is to say God made a mistake. And God don't make mistakes, right? If if I'm born a white male here in Metro Detroit, and these are my parents, I didn't have any decision over that no. the way I was created. Now, I can either reject it or I can either say, you know what, this is who I was created to be. I'm going to own it, right? I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to be the best version of myself, and I'm going to discover why I was put on this earth. Why was I created? I'm going to fulfill that purpose. So for the person that's sitting there trying to figure out who am I, you need to really look within. You need to turn off the noise around you find out who you are, embrace it, show up and live to the fullest, right? Because you only get one life and you need to live it the way that you were created to live it. So it is uh six 37 in the morning and I haven't even had caffeine. And, and that's today. what I'm saying right now. <laughs> the, no, me neither, yeah. which is, un, is, is rare. The yep. energy is coming in hot right now. Yep. Uh, and obviously not everybody knows your story, right? So discipline, 
Yeah. All right. This this discipline, because I know what you do on a daily basis. Right. I know when you wake up, uh, right. the gym, yep. the post, yep. the, when you when you do the 730 a.m., you know, the prayer, prayer calls call every day uh, that you're doing. You're knocking those out and consistency and yep. dialed in now for our viewers that don't know. Right. Yep. Have you always been like this? You know, it's it's funny to say I, I would have to say I know a lot of people look at me and say, man, he's so disciplined. I would have to say I'm the most undisciplined, disciplined person. <laughs> yeah. Because I see certain areas of my life where I'm super disciplined and I see other areas where I wish I was so much more disciplined. So, you know, when I when I look at my life and I'm analyzing if I should be disciplined or who I should like, I like to compare it to Matt Ishbia. Right. Yeah. This talk about discipline. Right. This dude is so disciplined, you know, and it's like. I always think that when you're trying to be disciplined or you're looking at an area of your life where you need to be more disciplined, find somebody who's doing it better than you and 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 look at the look at the the result of that, right? And so I'm very disciplined in a lot of areas, but I feel like I'm undisciplined in other areas, but for me, I'm never quitting. You know what I mean? I think that's the difference is like even when I see how maybe undisciplined I am in certain areas, or certain areas that I'm lacking. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what I have to go through. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm going to get up every single day. And as long as God gives me the chance to uh, open my eyes every morning, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to give it my best. Doesn't mean I'm going to always knock it out of the park, but I'm always going to give it my best. And, and you know, and you, and you do it in a way to where you don't beat yourself up. Uh, and that's something I've talked to you about. I struggle with, you know, I, I beat myself up so bad when I don't do X, Y, Z and I'm, I'm working on it and I know it's not the right thing. You know, I know that voice that's like, Oh, you dropped the ball. You didn't do this today. You didn't wake up as early as you wanted to. That voice can hurt. Oh, I, I beat myself up. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I think we all do. Yeah. But, but here's what my, you know, my pastor once said, <clears throat> he said, I said, uh, you know, it feels like there's always a struggle and I always feel like no matter how far I advance, no matter how much success I create, there's always like this dissatisfaction, right? He says, Justin, that's because God put that inside of you. It's called a divine dissatisfaction. It's the divine dissatisfaction that has been placed inside of you that causes you to continue to grow, continue to push forward and continue to give it your all. Because if you were satisfied, would you continue to grow? No. There's this divine dissatisfaction that continues to have you show up. Like if you don't feel like you're doing good enough or if you don't feel like, you know, this area of your life, you're hitting it. So what does that cause you to do? Show up better, work harder, keep at it versus just, you know, just accepting things and kind of being mediocre. That's a good thing. As long as it's not a it's not like as long as you're not like, you know, sabotaging yourself. That's one thing. But if you're not satisfied and you're constantly in your mind saying, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you, that's what pushes you to be great. And how do you separate that, right, when you <clears throat> get home, for example, and then you have to kind of disconnect? And I know the growth is obviously for you. It's always it's always twofold, right? right. It's it's business. Well, threefold, I guess, right? It's your faith. It's your family. It's your business. Yeah. Uh, so it's threefold for you. Yep. But when you get home, right, and you're and you're talking to your youngest yep. and you're having conversations and you're going through about your your dissatisfaction, your discipline, right. propelling forward, fighting yep. through challenge. How do you separate the, that kind of mentality as you enter the home? And then how do you explain that to, to the younger yeah. folks that you're trying to talk to and get through? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because I want my kids to see the real me. You know what I mean? I don't want them to just see 
one aspect of it because I want them to see, you know, when I'm struggling, right? I want them to see when things are hard. I want them to see when things are great, right? I don't want to paint a picture for them, you know, that, hey, this is, you know, this is dad in the workplace, but then this is, this is dad at home. Because if, if I paint a false reality of, of who I am and, and, and what's really going on, that, get, that sets them up for a false expectation of what's in the real world when they become adults, right? So the other day, it was on Easter, we were over at my mother-in-law's and she lives down in Melvindale. And that's where we started. So me, Joy, um, my daughter, my oldest daughter and my stepson, we started there, you know, when we first got married about 18 years ago. And I was we were riding through there. And this was like, I mean, we were poor, poor. I mean, it was like hard, you know, barely making any money. And I remember driving through there the other day. But I remember the simplicity of life. And I just said, you know what? And I said it all out. I said, I miss the. I miss those times, right, where you don't have all these responsibilities. You don't have all these things that you have to show up and do every day. Not a complaint because I chose this life and I love the things that I do. But I remember when things were just simple. You know what I mean? And I think my daughter took that a certain way because the next day she texted me and she says, Dad, I just want you to know I'm praying for you today. She said, I don't know what you, you know, what you're going through or I know you have a lot going on every day, but just know that you you have what it takes and I love you. And so like to me, I'm going to cry. I know yeah, me too. Know. And so but to me, not only does that show me that she's paying attention, but she knows the the realness of it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to set my kids up for, you know, the, the false expectation of when they get older and what life is. I want them to see the struggle. They know my story, right? I include them into those things. You know, they're a part of, they're a part of everything that I am, right? I include them into stories of when I struggled and stories of when I went to jail and even struggles now. And what's, what's awesome is I'll go to my kids, even my nine-year-old Judah. And if I'm not feeling good or I'm like, can you pray for me, buddy? Dad, what do you want me to pray for you about? And then he just prays for me, right? And and we pray for each other. And so to me, you know, they they see the success, but they also see the struggle too. And I want them to see both. You know, that's one of the things you've, you've helped me with a lot, uh, but the communication piece. You know, and I've talked to you about my fiance. Yep. You give me a lot of really great tips. But yep. one of the things you guys do is uh, when you do the podcast, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a big piece where you're able to be vulnerable yep. and talk about what's going on, but you do it in a way where it's like, we're not complaining. We're right. just kind of showing the world, which yep. is what you, you're doing. You're being vulnerable. You're showing the world, hey, we have our struggles. Yep. But look, we're pushing through these yep. struggles. And then the kids, obviously, they they see that too. Yep. And then their friends, I saw Joy post something like when my, uh, she's like when my daughter's friends, yep. uh, when my daughter tells me her friends see me on social media and she did some funny like yep. meme about it. Yep. But, but uh, how's that relationship like even with the friends when they come in and they, yeah. they see the kind of strong you know household that's being created? Well, when we, when we, so my podcast, the Justin Ford Unleashed podcast, I wanted to include joy into that. So we have a segment within it called Real Run Uncut, right? And we've, this will be 18 years that we'll be married this year, right? We're a blended family. So I had our oldest daughter, she had our oldest son, and then we've had two together, Mm -hmm. right? And it has been one heck of a journey. We didn't get married, you know, while we were on top. Like I said, we got married when we were like on food stamps, right? When we were struggling and when we were in the gutter. And, you know, we talk about our journey because I think with with where society and our culture is today, all we see is the highlight reels of people's lives. Mm -hmm. Right. We see Instagram posts, Facebook posts, YouTube videos, 
and and what we see is what we think oh man i wish my marriage was like their marriage oh my gosh they're having so much fun oh man i wish i had their life or oh they don't know what i'm going through and the reality is that's all false mm -hmm. we all struggle in some way shape or form like every single one of us and we've just chosen to be vulnerable with people to give permi permission to people to know that it's okay right that we're not going to have it all together i mean there's times where joy and i will be fighting on the way to the the podcast studio and we just sit down and we flip the switch and you know and then and when we're real real with people right i think it's important you know to 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 be real and to stop comparing yourself to other people i think that's where people struggle right whether you're married whether you're in business whether you're a parent always looking at what everybody else is doing try to compare yourself to what other people are doing rather than appreciating where you are and so we want to be vulnerable with people because we want people to know that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect, right? There's no such thing as a perfect marriage or a perfect home or perfect kids. And so we've always just, we've wanted to give people that, that real side of who we are to show people like, hey, we're just like you. We just have chosen not to quit. We've just chosen that we have a purpose and we're going to do whatever it takes to get out there and make it happen. But we want you to see not the highlight reels. We want you to see everything in between. You know, I remember uh, one of the first times we had you and Joy come in and we did like a fireside chat with yep. you and Joy. And I remember asking the question and I, I was like, hey, you know, um, I talked about the struggles you guys went through. You guys were very open about what you yep. did, what you went through, how you went through it as a, as a family, mm -hmm. as a unit. And Joy mentioned, she's like, hey, I actually was struggling a little more early right. on, you know, pushing through certain things, having to, to move out, you right. know, and then move back in and yep. find another house and do yep. all this stuff. She said she was struggling with it. Right. So for you from as a partner, right, as, yep. as somebody that is your, your, I mean, till death do us part, right? right. This is your person, yep. your commitment to that person. What does commitment mean to you? Yeah. You know, commitment is, and I teach this because uh, this is one of the six keys to success that I teach is commitment. You know, commitment is realizing that what you do, there's other people that are depending upon you, right? And so commitment to me is I'm committed to provide a, a life for my wife and kids that I never had because when we did lose everything, right, was I was in the mortgage business back in 08, market crashes. We go from six figures to no figures overnight. Lost both of our cars to repossession, lost our house to foreclosure, went through bankruptcy. And 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 during the foreclosure, as you know, in the, in the state of Michigan, there's a six-month redemption period. We rode that thing out until the sheriff came and dropped the dumpster in the driveway and had to start moving stuff from the house into the dumpster. And that same day, we didn't even have money to rent a moving truck or a moving company. My buddy brought his little, you know, Dodge Durango over and we were filling it up and moving it down the street to a rental. My wife was under such distress because we were losing everything that she broke out in hives from head to toe and had to go to the oh emergency room. God. She went to the emergency room because she was like, we were losing everything. And for me, you know, in that moment, you know, which was a defining moment for me was was like, I'm never going to let that happen again, you know? And when I teach people in real estate, whether they're, you know, prospecting, because I teach the prospecting boot camp, when, when you set a goal, right? When you set a goal, you, you, you have to attach it to a why, right? Because it's not about money. If it was just about money, then, you know, money, there's, money doesn't motivate you um, 
any any more than after you have it, right? Mm -hmm. So once you have money, it no longer motivates you. But money is really not a motivator because if it was, then everybody would be successful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people set this money goal, but then they never fulfill it because we don't work just for money. But when you can attach it to a bigger why, and my why became my family, right? When we're living in my mom's basement, you know, and we don't have anything, right? And you're a man, you had a house, you had cars, you had, and it's all gone. I had to literally dig deep within and say, you know what, my why is to give my my family a lifestyle, right? To to never have to experience that again, right? I want to be able to put my kids in private school. I want to be able to take trips when we want. I want to be able to do these things that we ultimately want to do. And here's what commitment is, John. Commitment is I'm showing up after the feeling that I set the goal has already gone away. Right. Because we can set a goal and we can get all excited about what we want to pursue because we're in this emotional state. But what happens when that emotional state is gone? What happens when you are depressed? What happens when you are discouraged? What happens when you don't want to get out of bed? That's commitment when you get out of bed, because commitment says this isn't about me. This is about joy, Angelina, Emilio, Tierra and Judah. And if I don't show up and fulfill my commitment, they suffer. Right. That's commitment. And so the same thing even being married is like, you know, if 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 I I realize that everything that I do and everything that I am is bigger than myself. And, and I think that we need to realize that there are other people depending upon us. And when we do what we say we're going to do and we show up, that's commitment. So for those of you that ever want to run through a wall. <laughs> just come in early, uh, six thirty. Early bird, and and listen to Justin Ford and myself just have a conversation because <laughs> I am ready. No caffeine in me. Right. I am ready to go through a wall right now. Let's go. Uh, this is my my last question to you. I sure. ask it to everybody. Yep. And for you, it's it's even. I, I know you've already thought about this question many times because this picture is everywhere. Yeah, eighteen year old you. Yep. All right. All of a sudden, Justin Ford of today yep. is driving down the street. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he sees this guy start running. He is running, bloody face, yep. looking at him. And you see it, and it's you. It's 18-year-old mm. you, and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yep. And you get to talk to this person for a second as he's running, trying to navigate through life. Yep. What are two or three things you would tell that young man? Yeah. One of them for sure would be is, is it's not how you start. What matters is how you finish, right? And, it, it, you, you know, life may look like this right now you may be trapped in circumstances you may be trapped in certain things right now but this isn't where it ends there is hope right there's hope beyond the bloody face there's hope beyond the drugs there's hope beyond the alcohol there's hope beyond the struggle and 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 if you'll just cling on to that hope and that hope even for myself and I can say this to that that 18 year old Justin there's always been this hope that there's more than this, right? And I've always clinged on to that. And I still cling on to that today, every day. There's hope for, for better tomorrow, right? A better tomorrow. And then the last thing I would say is with God, all things are possible. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter where you are right now. With God, all things are possible. And that's my life story. And that's that's not only what I would tell my 18-year-old self, but uh, later on this morning, I'm going into the high school that I uh, that I used to, to to be a hellion in, and I'm gonna be working with uh, 40 kids who are just like Justin Ford, and I'm telling them those exact same things. And you lived it. Yep, absolutely. This is another episode of the Early Birds podcast, and for those of you that are are listening and gonna tune into this, find your hope, find it and latch on, and just know that there is hope. 
and there's a light at the end of that tunnel, and there always is. But sometimes you have to dig deep, 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 because some of you might be in a hole that's so deep you feel like you can't get out of. But I'm telling you, I'm looking at it. I'm staring at it. I'm staring at hope. I'm staring at success. I'm staring at a fighter. I'm staring at somebody that went against the odds and made something out of his life. And if he can do it, there's no reason that for anybody watching, you cannot do the same thing. I appreciate all of you. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. another episode of the Early Birds Podcast. Take care.